most of my experience is in conversion copywriting. So okay. I wrote websites, emails, some social for a variety of industries and whatnot. And that's what I'm most known for. It's not what I'm actually doing right now. Okay. I'm in a little bit of a transition. I did run an agency. So I'm working as a consultant and marketing coach for small businesses now, how to start and build their holistic marketing strategy and uh, not do 18 million shiny things be scattered on social media and feel overwhelmed and how to set up their original systems they can start to build predictable growth so that's what i do but i have a ridiculous amount of experience in copy and content so i'm currently working with and the goal of working with service providers small right. micro businesses under 500k annual revenue small teams and solopreneurs mostly who are diying in-house, not ready to hire an agency, don't necessarily want to outsource, like they want to learn how to market properly. And so the coaching makes sense for those people. The biggest struggle is overwhelm, too many shiny objects, too many things, no real strategy behind it. And so they want. Okay. So let's look at this now. Meet Mickey Anderson. She's your go-to person to start, to help you start building holistic, Marketing strategies is the easiest way. I'll take that. Mickey is a growth expert who loves to help small and microservice business. Upscale is not a term. I know you you guys use that, but you just say scale there. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You should scale there. Yeah, well, scale. Mm -mm. Um, Scale there, in this case, marketing. Okay. I don't think she said set up effective systems in your team. Mm, I just added your team. It's supposed to be set up effective systems. I was supposed to put your business there, but then business repeats on the third line. That's why I I changed it into team. Right, but if she didn't say it, we can't say okay. it either. Okay, okay. For a variety of industries and whatnot, and that's what I'm most known for. It's not what I'm actually doing right now. Okay. I'm in a little bit of a... So all that, the first 13 seconds is kind of leading and should be ignored because that's her history. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about her history. Transition. Mm -hmm. I did run an agency. So I'm working as a consultant and marketing coach for small. Okay. So marketing coach for small business. That's what she calls herself. Okay. Not a growth expert. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Marketing coach, okay. That's about as far as you can go to adding business. Okay. Businesses, small businesses. Working as a consultant and marketing coach for small businesses. So she actually says marketing coach. For small businesses. Which you, you cover by saying who loves to help Small and microservice Scale their game. Okay. I'll just go with grow, actually. Oh, grow. Okay. Okay. Now, be careful. So, because 
Yeah, I'm almost always careful with the term scale, but that's a whole now different conversation. Start and build their holistic strategy. Okay, so it's building holistic marketing strategy. Make sure we got that right. Yep, mm -hmm. building holistic marketing strategies. Perfect, you got that. Okay. Mm -mm. not do 18 million shiny things and be scattered on social media and feel overwhelmed and how to set up their original systems so they can start. So I see where you get systems from. Um, so there she defines the evil. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what you got to listen for in, in this. And how to set up their original, original systems, systems so they can start to build predictable growth. All right, so predictable growth, it's a good term, right? Mm -hmm. we, should, we should use that. But, but here's what, listen to what she's about to say now. So that's what I do, but I have a ridiculous amount of experience in copy and oh, content. Okay. So I'm currently working with, and the goal of working with you, but I have a ridiculous amount of experience and feel overwhelmed. There it is. Many things, be scattered mm -hmm. on social media and feel overwhelmed. Okay. Right? Chasing shiny objects, 18 million things scattered on social media. So... Mm -hmm. If you are going to do more of a story with this, and I don't mind the meet Mickey Anderson. I'm perfectly fine with the meet Mickey Anderson. But if you were taking this from a story perspective, that's your pain. Mm. Right? Mm -mm. So if you're introducing Mickey Anderson, then we'll have other Mickey Anderson posts, right? Mm -mm. Um, have you been doing 18 million things and feeling scattered and overwhelmed on on social mm -hmm. media with your marketing okay. you need to meet mickey anderson okay 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 right so um do you do you understand why that was the pain yeah because that's what business owners actually experience in their business and doing digital marketing on uh, on the internet. Mm. Okay, and that's what she's saying, mm -mm. right? Mm -mm. And how to set up their original systems so they can start to build predictable. Okay, so the purpose, and then the, so then here, mm -mm. right? Mm -mm. She's giving you cause and effect, mm -mm. right? Cause and effect. Okay. I should have put that. Okay. Okay, so the cause is um, we're going to set up systems. The mm -hmm. effect is you'll get predictable growth. Yes. Mm -mm. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that's the cause and effect relationship. And now why that's important is because, and, and you know, we've talked about this people buy on emotion, mm -mm. right? People will mm -mm. buy on emotion. And and what we also used to say when I was in doing more sales is people buy on emotion and justify with logic, right? Mm -mm. Build predictable growth is an emotional statement. I want to build predictable growth. Nobody cares about setting up systems. Only you know, a few people do, but okay. 
-hmm. people set up predictable, I mean, people set up systems so that they can build predictable growth. Give that to you in a different way. It's features versus benefits. A feature is what something is, mm -hmm. or even how it does it. The benefit is what I, I get what out of get. it. Mm -hmm. What you'll get, okay. Right? Yes. What I get out of it drives emotion. What it does is logic. That's what I do, but I have a ridiculous amount of experience in copy and content. Okay. So we need to hang our hat a bit on predictable growth, mm -hmm. right? So learn real strategies. So here's another way that you can do this. And I, I actually just learned this from someone recently, right? Mm -mm. Um, so you set, you put here, set up effective systems. That's a feature or a benefit? It's a, it's a feature and then the predict, uh, build predictable growth is a benefit. Okay, so here's how you can help yourself because it's mm -hmm. very, very easy for us to think about features because you mm -hmm. can see them, they're tangible usually, mm -hmm. right? Somewhat, I mean, set up a factor system isn't tangible, but you get my point. It's mm -hmm. an action, right? Mm -mm. Watch this. Set up effective systems so that, finish the state statement. So you wrote set up a set effective systems the only thing I did was add in the, the words so that, and I want you to finish the statement. Set up effective systems so that, what would you say next? You can build a predictable growth. You just turned a feature into a benefit. Those two words, so that, will help you. So now the key here with the so that is this now became a long sentence. You could choose to just cut the, the benefit completely out. And I mean, the feature mm -mm. completely out and just leave the benefit, mm -mm. right? And in this case, if you want to build predictable growth, okay, right? Mm -mm. And obviously build predictable growth. You can't really leave that by itself in your system well, oh, okay. in your business. business ah okay okay in your business okay the, uh, the third line is actually from the original caption i just adopted it it's not in the video okay so we'll get to mm -hmm. the third one let's look at the second one learn okay, real sure. strategies to market properly mm -mm. so that what I want you to do is not guess, okay? So learn real strategies to market properly. Mm -mm. Let's go listen to Mickey and see if she tells us why we want to do mm -hmm. this. Industries and whatnot, and that's what I'm most known for. It's not what I'm actually doing right now. I'm in a little bit of a transition. I did run an agency. So I'm working as a consultant and marketing coach for small businesses 
now how to start and build their holistic marketing strategy and not do 18 million shiny things and be scattered on social media and feel overwhelmed and how to set up their original systems they can start to build predictable growth so that's what i do but i have a ridiculous amount of experience in copy and content so i'm currently working with and the goal of working with service providers small micro businesses under 500k annual revenue small teams and solopreneurs mostly who are diying in-house, not ready to hire an agency, don't necessarily want to outsource, like they want to learn how to market properly. And so the coaching makes sense for those people. Biggest struggle is overwhelm. Too many shiny objects, too many things, no real strategy behind it. And so they want systems in place that they can effectively set up and let go. Okay, what do you think? So that they won't feel overwhelmed learn real strategies to market properly so that they won't feel overwhelmed. Okay. So if you want, ah, ah okay. But um, won't it be like, so if you want to learn real strategies to market properly so that so that you won't feel overwhelmed, it's not they, it's you. Okay. For small businesses now, how to start and build their holistic marketing strategy and not do 18 million shiny things. Do you know what shiny things are? Mm, no actually okay fair enough so that's one of the major things in this role okay whether you're working where you're doing my content somebody like mickey's anybody else and because we're dealing with so many different industries and stuff mm -mm. don't overlook terms mm okay 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 because you can very easily miss something that's super important or make assumptions okay okay you have to understand what you're listening to and if you don't you gotta ask okay mm -hmm. so she does say shiny things um uh, but what she's really referring to is what's called shiny object syndrome did you read that going belief that there is something new worth pursuing so shiny object syndrome and why she can even call it shiny things because as soon as you say shiny to a business owner they understand Shiny object syndrome is something that a lot of people in general, but business owners specifically, suffer from. And more so in their marketing. Okay. Um, okay. Because it's a matter of there's so many different tactics. Right? There's a difference between a strategy and a tactic. Tactics change. Strategies last over time you apply tactics to a strategy, right? 
Mm-mm. So, for example, I mean, when you think about war, you you have a strategy of how you go into war. Three hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, I don't know how long it was. Bows and arrows. It's the same strategy, but the tactic Mm-mm. was different. It was bows and arrows. Then it became knives. It was probably longer than five hundred years. Then it became muskets. Right. Then it became yes. nuclear bombs. Nuclear bombs. Right? The yes. tactic mm. changed. The strategy stayed the same. Mm. Right? Yes. Why is that important in, in understanding? Because what she's saying here, and this was the part that, that was missing. It's okay. That's why we're doing this, because I need you to mm-hmm. learn through these moments. Mm-mm. She's saying here, right? Uh, let's go back. So, and not do 18 million, 18 million shiny things. So you're chasing all sorts of stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now, once you chase all sorts of stuff all over the place, it leads you to what? Being Be scattered. scattered. Mm-hmm. Right? Be scattered on social media. Yeah. And where are you scattered? On social media. And what does that leave you feeling? Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Okay. And that's why it's important you don't miss those little things because now, now that you understand that, mm-hmm. let's consider not that what you wrote here is wrong. Okay. I'm not saying what you wrote here is wrong, but learn real strategies to market so that now what would you write there? So that you won't chase um, or you won't spend time focusing on shiny things so that you won't transition to market price so that you avoid shiny things and be scattered on social media no you avoid shiny things be scattered on social media and feel overwhelmed it's too long <laughs> so that what's the so that so that you avoid shiny things. And we'll use the word objects because that's the correct term. Ah, okay, okay. Shiny objects, shiny objects. Um, be scattered on social media. And feel overwhelmed. I am, I'm sorry, it's already in the first line. I'm sorry. Ah, okay. You just uh okay. Yeah, they're multiple. That's what yeah. okay. Mm-mm. So you like this? It's kind of long. <laughs> it's kind of long for me. Maybe we can uh put another Avoid the overwhelm of social media shiny objects. Okay. 
It's just a matter of sentence construction or the structure to shorten it. Okay. That's where now your technical knowledge of how to write comes mm. into play. Okay. Okay. So once you have the pieces, mm -mm. okay, you got the piece. Mm -hmm. I, I know I've got a, a, um, a feature so that I got a benefit. Great. Mm -hmm. It's long. It's ugly. Fine. Mm -hmm. But we know we got it right. Now let's mm -hmm. work with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm -mm. And now watch this. So if you want to avoid the overwhelm of social media shiny objects. It's shorter and it's direct to the point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's the beauty of the so that. Mm -mm. Now, there's something that you did here and I don't know if you did it by accident. You put three bullets. Mm -mm. Did you need to put three bullets? Was there a reason you put three bullets? Uh, actually, I actually just enhanced what I saw in the in ADS, in Airtable. The third one, actually, um, for the second bullet, I was supposed to use um, build predictable growth. But then the third one, um, which is maximize revenue and build a community of people, somehow I thought uh, maybe this could address the um, build predictable phrase. That's why I retained it. And then I did not pursue with putting build predict uh, predictable growth in the second one. So okay so yeah. here's here's the mm -mm. deal mm -mm. okay when we're doing social media posts again mm -mm. different than blogs similar mm -mm. different than blogs mm -mm. social media posts are closer to writing true copy mm. and copywriting mm -mm. Right? Mm -mm. copywriting and blog writing are different mm -mm. it's kind of like um Storytelling versus writing an academic paper are different, mm -mm. Mm -mm. right? Mm -mm. Um, so this one here now, and so oh, the reason I'm telling you that is because in copywriting, odd numbers perform best. Bet. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. Three reasons why you need to know Nikki Anderson. Uh, always better than four reasons why you want to know Nikki Anderson. Okay. Right. I think I told you this before, and and right. Yeah, if in you, the blog, blog entry. If you did have four reasons, mm -mm. right, you would say three reasons you want to know Mickey Anderson mm -mm. plus one plus that mm -mm. super whatever. Mm -mm. Right. So you still turn it. Mm -mm. Okay, so this last one here, I'm going to help you with because this last one um, is now where we need to turn the conversation back to Mickey. And uh, where is it? 
to set up their original systems so they can start to build predictable growth. So that's what I do, but I have a ridiculous amount of marketing coach for small businesses now, how to start agency. So I'm working as a consultant is under 500K annual revenue, small teams and solopreneurs mostly who are DIYing in-house, not ready to hire an agency. I want to do it myself. not the point I wanted to make though. So you don't necessarily want to outsource, like they want to learn how to market properly. And so the coaching makes sense for those people. The biggest struggle is overwhelm, too many shiny objects. Too many things, no real strategy behind it. And so they want systems in place that they can effectively set up and let go. Another point I wanted to make, and I'm, I forgot what it was. But what I'm showing you here too is the process, and it's okay, mm -mm. right? Mm -mm. I've got a bunch of different ways that I can say this. I'm going to write them all down. It's okay, right? I want to. I also want to no, no. Well, like, see how you. Yes, and that's what I'm trying to show you. So when mm -mm. you're going through this, you may write seven points mm -mm. here and then chop it down to three. You may write the same one multiple ways and multiple times and then chop it down to one and that's okay, right? So you don't have to sit and, and like struggle through and Oh my gosh, I got to get it. No, just write it all out mm -hmm. because in the writing it all out, you may see, oh, I said this here, but then if I take this piece of that and mm -mm. I come up with something even better. Most of my existing right. websites, emails, some social for variety of industries and whatnot. And that's what I'm most known for. It's not what I'm actually doing right now. <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a transition. I did run an agency. So I'm working as a consultant and marketing coach for small businesses now, how to start and build their holistic marketing 
strategy and not do 18 million shiny things, be scattered on social media and feel overwhelmed and how to set up their original systems. They can start to build predictable growth. So that's what I do, but I have a ridiculous amount of experience in copy and content. So I'm currently working with, and the goal of working with service providers, small right. micro businesses under 500K annual revenue, small teams and solopreneurs mostly. Who oh, that's what I got teams from. Yeah, she's working with small teams. Okay. Are DIYing in-house, not ready to hire an agency, don't necessarily want to outsource, like they want to learn how to market. I did it again. I'm sure you can delete it. There's yeah, an I will. Uh -huh. I, I will. I just uh, trying to get this. Okay. <laughs> I've done that too this morning. <laughs> you don't have to. Okay. There we go. Now I have to reword this one because it's, and this is supposed to be hire a marketing coach so that, right? But um, you don't have to outsource your marketing and keep control, but that doesn't fit. So if you want to, right? If I want to. Don't, out, don't have to outsource your marketing, right? So I have to rephrase this. So we're going to rephrase this. So if you want to keep control of your marketing and not out. outsource. Okay. Now, why I did this one and didn't walk you through this exercise is because this one here, even with, with the other things that I did here, takes inference. Mm -mm. And you have to listen to what she says and understand her audience. Mm -hmm. Remember, we talked mm -hmm. about being obsessed with your audience. We've mm -hmm. got to be obsessed with her audience. If she, if she's saying, my audience doesn't want to outsource and they want to learn and do it themselves, themselves. that means they want control. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Again, okay. remember, go back to external, internal, philosophical. Right? Externally, yes. they're going to say, I don't want to outsource. Internally, they're going to say, because I want to be in control. Mm -hmm. Philosophically, it's because I want to be in control because I believe that you're not going to do as good of a job for me because you don't really understand what I really need. Mm -hmm. No business owner actually wants to do all of their own marketing. That's what they're going to say out of their mouth. That's not actually, come on. You didn't get in business unless you're a marketing agency. You didn't get in business to do marketing. Right. Right? So you don't actually want control, but that is what you're going to say. Mm. Or, I mean, that, that you, you want control, but you don't want to outsource it that you can keep control. I said that backwards. Mm -mm. Okay? Mm -mm. Now you see how those lead us to benefits.
and tell adults good what to do. And I'm going to add there when to do it. Good. How do you like this post now? Better than what I wrote. <laughs> it's actually more direct to the point, and then it's in it's just enough read for viewers. It's not long. It's it hits their emotions directly. And that's what we're going for. Now, I want you to tell me a story. The story that I'm going to tell you is a fear I have in college. <laughs> well, we, I don't know if you experienced it, but at one point in our academic life, we encountered a terror teacher, right? Uh, how do you, terror, terror teacher, a scary okay. teacher. Um we have one during our college days. And this terror teacher has terrorized the entire department. I mean, um, students talk about her for being strict, for being blunt, and for not uh, caring if you got hurt with her words. Mm. So every time we enter her class, we are always on tiptoes. We are afraid to make mistakes. And so this terror teacher is also the supervisor for the internship. And as we move forward in our, in our um, college years, mm -hmm. we reach internship. Mm -hmm. And so um, internship, before starting internship, our batch was scared because it means we have more encounters with this teacher. Mm -hmm. It means more days of being scared, fearing her. And then that on the first day of our internship, this teacher divided our class into two because we are a huge batch. And then she asked the class for an election of chancellors and vice chancellors. Now, this, on a normal setting, this is vice uh, president and vice president of the class. Chancellors and vice chancellors play a big role during the whole internship because they are the ones being directly um, instructed by this teacher. They are the ones more exposed to this teacher's moody antics, this teacher's, uh, like hurtful words you know uh when she's actually when she's in the mood she can be very bright and friendly and you like talking to her you like being with her but in a snap of a finger her mood can change and so that was really one of my fear and then what i also thought on that day is that i want to get over that fear i want to motivate, to motivate myself to get over that fear. And so can you guess what happened during the election? You won. <laughs> I volunteered, actually. Oh. I volunteered to be a chancellor. So 
it's like I've put myself in a dangerous situation back then. And after she announced that I was one of the chancellors of the team, I was like, am I doing the right thing? Did I just sacrifice myself to the, to the evil like that? And so, <laughs> yeah, um, it was not easy because the first months I was adjusting and she was also adjusting to us. Mm-hmm. She scolded us a lot of times for our mistakes. And most of the time, I misunderstood her. I misunderstood her instructions. But then, spending more time with her, observing her, being attentive to her, to her needs, to her words, to her actions, and then understanding what she really, what her intentions really for the group is or are. Something unexpected happened when we were about to end the internship. Mm-hmm. I did not expect this because I was far from her level and I'm just her student. But then along the way, we developed friendship. And she actually considered me as her friend. And to all of us and to me, most especially, it's an honor because this terror teacher is a teacher that everybody looks up to. So even if she's infamous for her moody moody personality, she's actually respected for her craft, for her mastery of her craft. So um, on graduation day, <laughs> on graduation day, mm-hmm. she really told me that she's really happy that I became her friend. Until now, I'm we're still communicating, although not all the time. And then I realized that when I did not get over that fear, I could have, I could have um, planted a um, bad feelings or bad, bad uh, memories uh, with everything that she has said to me, everything she has done to me, to the group. But then. Um, I also realized that when you become attentive to a person, even if that person is the baddest person in the, in the mind of, your, of other people, when you understand her, when you get to know her, and when you speak in the same language as her, she, can, she will also respond and then slowly she will build your trust. She will build your trust and um, consider you as someone she can rely on consider you to be her friend so that's really one of the things i'm proud of the fears i have the fear i have gotten over with and i'm really thankful i have volunteered that day as chancellor even if i shed a lot of fears back then so yeah that's that's a story i wanted to share to you today okay um, first, thank you for sharing your story. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> secondly, um, I'm glad that you had that experience because that, that experience will help you a ton in this job. All right. Um, I understand you better now. Okay. And that's one of the beauties of story. Story helps us understand better, right? Mm-mm. Okay. Now, um, you told me a once upon a time story. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Which, when you're writing a book, is mm-hmm. fine. 
Mm-mm. Right? It's fine Mm-mm. in a book. Right? It's fine in a fairy Mm-mm. tale. Right? Not great on blogs or yeah. social. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Okay. There was a lot of good about your story. A lot of good about your story. All right. I'm going to tell you a story. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you remember in school that there were certain teachers that nobody wanted to take their class because they were considered the terror teachers? I know you had that experience because we've all had, I mean, there were always those teachers, right? Either they were super strict, um, they graded really hard, uh, they were mean, you know, they just weren't pleasant people. It almost felt like when you walked in their classroom, it got 10 degrees colder, right? Yeah, I know you've had that experience and I've had one too. And back in, in university, mm-hmm. there was this particular terror teacher that everyone wanted to avoid. But then, um, you know, part of my uh, process of going through school was I had to do an internship. And I didn't realize that my terror, that terror teacher was going to be over my batch of, of internship or my internship batch, however you call it, right? Um, I didn't realize that. And we got there and I was like, oh no. And everybody in the room was dreading that we had her as our guide through our internship. But I figured I was just going to power through and we were just going to get this done because I had to get, you know, survive the internship in order to graduate. And on the first day of class, she comes in, she divides us up and she does an election because we've got to have a chancellor and a vice chancellor for the internship. Nobody wanted to even be nominated. Nobody wanted to be nominated. (laughs) But for some crazy reason, I raised my hand and volunteered. Honestly, I have no idea what got into me. I was terrified. I don't even know how my hand went up, but it was up. I volunteered. I was accepted. And in that moment, I realized, okay, I'm going to have to figure this out. And I'm I'm going to have to get over my fears. Now, in the early times of dealing with her, I completely understood why she was a terror teacher. That chick was tough and she was not fun to be around. But there were moments, there were moments when I saw there was warmth. And it got me to wondering, how could you be so rough over here, but then have these little moments over there? And so I decided to get to know her better. Yep. I decided to cozy up to the terror teacher. I decided to figure out how she communicated, figure out what she liked, 
right? Um, mm-hmm. Figure out how to speak her language. And in only a couple of months, things started to change. And I started realizing that she trusted me. And then we even became friends. To the point that even on graduation day, she mentioned how impactful and God, what your words you said, but how impactful that, and happy that she was that we became friends and we still communicate even now. So I got to tell you, I know that there, there are always going to be these moments in life where there seems to be a road that's less traveled. There seems to be a road that's going to be really, really hard. There seems to be a road that you're going to be terrified to be on. And I get it because I was terrified to be in that internship with her. But for whatever reason, I raised my hand and I walked down that road. And while I was on the road, I decided to make the best of that road. And now I've made a lifelong friend out of somebody who most people think is scary, terrifying, and they don't want to be around. So I want to encourage you. Take that road less traveled and make the best out of it. Take the road. It's going to work out for the best for you, just like it did for me. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So the only difference, honestly, were two things. Number one, I started with a hook. Mm -mm. And then number two, I told the story with the idea of not telling the story from my perspective, being the person Mm -hmm. going through it, but trying Mm -hmm. to pull you in and making you feel like you went through this and you Mm -hmm. are relating to it. Right? Yes. So even though it was my story, it's not my story, but even though I'm telling, you know, what was supposed to be my story, my emphasis and focus is on you and your experience in my story, right? And trying to help you mm-hmm. walk through and then connecting it. You keep connecting it back to them and their life. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So, storytelling. I need you to tell a story every day. Every day. Mm-mm. I need you to tell story every day. Okay? Okay. You have friends. You have family. You have coworkers. You have people who come to the information desk. I need you to figure out how to turn their mundane question into story. You have to practice. The only way you're going to get great at this is to continually practice. When I say continually practice, I'm talking about like, you're about to go to bed. Good. Tomorrow, tell five stories. And get to the place where you're telling 15, 20 stories a day. And watching people's reaction and seeing, okay, what moved them? What didn't? Okay, how can I change this? And then get to the point where 
someone can just hand you a pen and say, tell me a story. And you can tell a story. Doesn't have to be a true story in this, you know, mm-hmm. right? But they, someone should be able to give you anything. I should be able to give you anything. And you should be able to tell story. Because you find the way that you relate to it, but then more importantly, understanding the audience, how they relate to it. Now we're going to use little tools to help the so that's, and, you know, we have these little rubrics and and different things that, that help us, but it's still up to us to make sure we understand this, that how to connect to the audience. Because if you do a so that, right. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you, you correctly identified a feature so that, and then you, yeah. you misidentified a benefit, and it was yeah. still pointless. Right? You're right. And so we got to be able to match them. And that and getting on that side is really about understanding the audience. And that, in order, and understanding the audience gets into great storytelling. 